milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And wow, talk about um, taking, you know, hang, giving someone enough rope and hanging themselves or letting them pull their pants down. But the Uni Party has completely exposed themselves. It's so obvious. It's so obvious that the mainstream media is covering for the uni party and it's not just the democrats it's more so the democrats but it's also the republicans and the the the, the shock and the response uh from the tucker carlson j6 tapes is like nothing i've ever seen I never would have in a million years thought that they would have been so obvious about censorship. Well, maybe not in the last five years, but it's not that shocking, actually. But it, I don't, I, I continue to be mystified by the people that I know that happen to be liberals that just, are you seeing this? What part of those videos should not be aired. What what part of the the, the uh, J six tapes should be con- uh, concealed and censored? It has nothing to do about the um, the uh, video surveillance uh, makeup of the Capitol, because it's already assumed that there's not one square inch of the capital that's not surveyed, surveilled. So, you know, you just, if you're going to burglarize the place, you know, you'll know real uh, quite well, you'll know that you're going to be uh, under a camera. If you walk into a bank, don't think there's one stretch of that bank to where you're, you're going to uh, be, not be seen, Right. And and last I checked, nobody's really breaking into the Capitol, except for Antifa. 
And I think that's the part that they don't want you to know. I, I believe it's still true. Let's test it. Let's test it. I'm going to go to Antifa.com with my browser. And let's see what happens. Yep, it goes to the whitehouse.gov. So you type in Antifa.com. It's still doing it. And it goes to whitehouse.gov. Why is that? Why does Antifa.com go to whitehouse.gov? Never happened under the Trump years. Why is it happening under the Biden years? Because Biden's a corrupt scumbag. That's why. It's absolutely absurd to sit there and listen to someone like Chucky Schumer, Crocodile Tears Schumer, lie to the American people. And basically, here's his response. His response to Tucker Carlson ran a bunch of uh, video last night and then he should not be able to re-air more tonight. Cut him off the air. Get him off before he says anything. These lies continue tonight. Rupert Murdoch, who has admitted they were lies and said he regretted it, has a special obligation to stop Tucker Carlson from going on tonight now that he's seen how he has perverted and slimed the truth and from letting him go on again and again and again. Not because their views deserve such opprobrium, but because our democracy depends on it. These lies continue tonight. Rupert Murdoch. All right, so is it democracy? No, it's a republic. And do you ever hear of capitalism, Chucky Schumer? Did you ever hear of capitalism where you're just so busy spending other people's money that you don't know what it's like to earn a buck yourself? Loser. Um, he sits there on the House floor and he gives this speech. Let's listen. Last night, millions of Americans tuned in to one of the most shameful hours we have ever seen on cable television. With contempt for the facts, disregard of the risks, and knowing full well he was lying, lying to his audience, Fox News host Tucker Carlson ran a lengthy segment last night arguing the January 6th Capitol attack was not a violent insurrection. By diving deep into the waters of conspiracy and cherry-picking from thousands of hours of security footage, Mr. Carlson told the bold-faced lie that the Capitol attack, which we all saw with our own eyes, was somehow not an attack at all. He tried to argue it was nothing more than a peaceful sightseeing tour. Can you imagine? A nonviolent demonstration, a perfectly fine and appropriate instance of people expressing their opinion. I, so many others who were here in the Capitol, and millions and millions of Americans are just furious with Tucker Carlson and Kevin McCarthy today. Many of my staff were here at the Capitol on January 6th. Their lives were put in danger, as were the lives of many of my colleagues, as well as police, maintenance staff, reporters, countless others. At one point, I was within 30 feet of the rioters, one of them, I was told, shouted out, let's get him. This is all a pack of lies. And he and Nancy Pelosi were in on the lies. 
And it doesn't even stop there. I mean, Mitch McConnell also, you know, had nothing good to say about Tucker Carlson. It's uncanny that someone like Mitch McConnell would, would, uh, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm looking for that clip because I wanted you to hear it. But um, it's the uni party. That's what it is. It's the uni, uni party. So let's uh, see if I can find this clip. Um, uh, well, okay, here it is right here. My view for it was a mistake in my view for Fox News to depict this in a way that's completely at variance with what our chief law enforcement official here at the Capitol thinks. So the chief law enforcement in the Capitol thinks one thing, and the tape that we saw says another. It's clear, it's so clear that there was an escort that uh, Sicknick wasn't wasn't dead when he was alive. It's clear that they doctored and edited the video for Holly. It's clear that Epps was involved, Ray Epps. It's clear that the uh, QAnon shaman was escorted by Capitol Hill police, surrounded by a number of police, and there were there was no threat, and they were uh, they were not interested in the shaman. They were they were talking to each other as the shaman walks by nine police officers and being escorted by two, and going to places where the door was locked and they had to go to another door and figure things out and let the guy into the Senate chamber and. There was video cameras. It was it was a video documentary shot by Nancy Pelosi's daughter. And it was orchestrated from start to finish. And they used their guerrilla, you know, the same people that are blowing up Atlanta right now, the police precinct down there, the Antifa, setting things on fire, were the same people that infiltrated Trump's rally. Again, law enforcement can never do that. So they have mercenary groups like Antifa that do the dirty work, the street-level work, the undercover work, uh, and they're paid as contractors. They're not part of the government, and that's how they skirt around. That's how they skirt around the constitution, constitutional require uh, regular um, limits, you know, restrictions. And that, that's what they do. That's what they've been doing with the corporate, you know, multinational corporations that are pushing the, are carrying the water for the globalists' agenda by doing the crack, doing the enforcement arm or the crackdown arm or um, using their media to um, proliferate the propaganda. I mean, that's what, that's, that's what all this is. They're all in it together. I mean, when you sit there and listen to Kareem Jean-Pierre um, get asked questions by reporters saying, Tucker Carlson, are you going to stop this? Are you going to stop Tucker Carlson from 
from airing this this video? How can you let this happen? They're on the side of the government when the government is left. I've never seen such a vicious and brutal media when Trump was in charge. It was a whole different can of worms then. You know, it was a whole different can of worms. Here's the full clip of this Mitch McConnell thing. Let's take a listen. With the Capitol Police's very serious concerns about the release of this footage, was it a mistake by Speaker McCarthy to give access to Texas Paulson of this security footage? Was it a mistake for My, uh, Kevin McCarthy to do what he did? How it was depicted, which is a different issue. Clearly, the chief of the Capitol Police, in my view, correctly describes what most of us witnessed firsthand on January 6th. So that's my reaction to it. Um, it was a mistake, in my view, for Fox News to depict this in a way that's completely at variance with what our chief law enforcement official here at the Capitol thinks. Another round of videos that are going to be released today. I understand that you're upset with the way that Fox is uh, depicting it, but he's been forecasting this for months, asking for this access to this footage to have a presentation just like this. Yeah, Wasn't yeah. a mistake for <laughs> the speaker to hand that? You guys know I have many faults, but one of them is not answering the question in a way that I don't want to answer it. I've given you the answer. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a true politician. He doesn't want to answer the questions the way, yeah, in a straightforward manner and treat... Uh, the taxpayers that pay his salary with any level of respect whatsoever. So there's a meme that's going around that says the hostages from the uh, January 6th riots are being held without bail. Why? Why are they? Why? In fact, they were put in jail while they were going through the videos and trying to figure out how they can get them. And they made it a point that they were going to get as many as they possibly could to make an example and punish Trump supporters. They, they got, I, I've seen footage of this. I mean, audio, I, I wish I you know, could get the audio with a snap of the finger, but I can't. Um, but uh, I, I've heard it. Now, I said this, Antifa infiltrated a peaceful Trump rally on January 6th rejecting election fraud committed by the Washington Uni Party, which is what we just heard, Schumer and McConnell. They colluded with Pelosi police and a woke FBI to orchestrate the appearance of an insurrection to get Trump. And the globalist paid media covered it up. The globalist paid media covered, media outlets covered it up. Dinesh D'Souza writes, the real criminals we now see are not, not the January 6th protesters, but lying prosecutors, corrupt swamp judges, and media propaganda outlets that work together to destroy the lives of many peaceful dissidents and all to protect a thought, thoroughly deceitful narrative about Trump. This is all about Trump. There's an attorney 
for the January 6th defendants, McBride, uh, Joseph McBride. And he basically said, unequivocally, some of them will benefit uh, by some of the people that are locked up right now will benefit from this video and from this audio. And frankly, that's a good thing because that's what justice is all about. When you have discovery and you ask for all the evidence and there's evidence that's withheld, you have a government that's basically working against political dissidents. And that can't be. That happens in Cuba, in El Salvador. We've heard horror stories about the Castros do, uh, locking up and throwing away the key. Anybody that would stand up against the Castros. And here we are doing the same thing here in America. We used to be this shining beacon on a hill. And now we're being shown up and being lectured to by Chinese the Chinese. We're starting these endless wars. It's pathetic. What's going on right now is a joke, and the liberals are all behind it. We have some good news. We have the good news of um, basically Gigi Salm, the person who was trying to be the FCC uh, regulator, uh, who's an uber-liberal wackadoodle, uh, has withdrawn her nomination so that's good that's 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 a positive but that's a crumb let's take a listen to joseph mcbride's commentary about how the tucker carlson audio and video will help six of his clients who he's defending who are incarcerated from january 6th how they that it will help his case unequivocally some of them will benefit we are already aware of information that has not been provided up until this point meaning that the department of justice had two years to provide all of the information that we have been asking for they sat on it and they deliberately withheld it from us they never imagined in a million years that the speaker of the house would say hey guess what american public guess what tucker carlson guess what joe mcbride take a look at this video footage that you've been denied the idea that Brady evidence has been withheld from my clients and from other January 6th clients at large is not an imaginatory comment. I am not being hyperbolic when I say, when I say this. Double the amount of CCTV footage has been made available to us. There is no question that exculpatory evidence will be available in that swath of video footage. And for the people who have already gone to trial, just think about Jacob Chansley, what he was accused of being the face of the insurrection, the face of this movement. We saw him getting entrapped, getting led around by Capitol Police yesterday. That video should exonerate him. He is not well, alone you, in this. Do you buy this argument they tried to um, use to push back on that particular fact with that? Oh, they were just trying to de-escalate the situation. Was was he violent in any way? Was he individually violent? I I did not see any violence on his on his part. Laura, he he was not violent. Look, you had and we know and we know this, right? So we're going to take this call. Um, caller, you're on the air. Yeah, real quick. Uh, I think people remember when David Muir of ABC interviewed Mike Pence, and uh, now people are talking about it because he. 
Mike Pence talked about how fearful he was for his life oh, as uh, the J6 people entered the Capitol. And what they don't know is the videos out there, and this one will be shown too, uh, where he's walking in the Secret Service, the Capitol Police are escorting him briskly outside and down to the tunnels. But in that video, what they don't want to show you is he's laughing and joking with the Sears with the Secret Service people. Oh, right. So if he's so scared, why is he laughing and joking? If he's so scared, oh, that's another reason. That's an uh, that's a good one. That's another reason why it is they don't want the video to release because it, it counters. It's going to contradict all these um, flamboyant. Uh, me victim me statements that these politicians were making like Ocasio-Cortez but for Pence this is going to be game over for Pence that's actually a big deal yeah it is and I saw that video with my own eyes and at first now we know what a deceitful rotten little scoundrel Pence was oh my gosh he's a phony he's a phony and and uh, he knows it and he'll never ever make president of the United States of America ever never yeah, thank you for the call in. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Well, yeah, you know, we, we really can't mute this uh, caller thing now because we're on a, a mobile unit and uh, we don't have two channels <laughs> to uh, control that. So if you want to call in, though, that's fine. You can do it. But there will be some uh, noise. Hey, let's take a listen to um, um, uh, Kevin McCarthy. I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh Again, it's not so much what McCarthy says. Listen to the question from the reporter himself and think about it. Is this journalism anymore? Mr. Speaker, because of the footage that you gave Tucker Carlson last night, he went on, so this is a mostly peaceful chaos, as he said. He downplayed Brian Sicknick's death, said it was not related to January 6th, that this was not an insurrection. Do you regret giving him this footage so he could whitewash the events of that day? No. Is, is that a journalist? Is that a, what kind of pro, state-run propaganda journalist is that that would ask that question? Why wouldn't they, why wouldn't they be jubilant that this video came out? I don't understand that as a journalist. I'm going to listen to it one more time. I can't believe my ears. And then we'll get, I'm not going to stop it next time. So it's going to go right into McCarthy's response. Because of the footage that you gave Tucker Carlson last night, he went on, so this is a mostly peaceful chaos, as he said. He downplayed Brian Sicknick's death, said it was not related to January 6th, that this was not an insurrection. Do you regret giving him this footage so he could whitewash the events of that day? No. Um, I, I said at the very beginning, transparency. And so what I wanted to produce for everybody is exactly what I said, that people could actually look at it and see what's gone on that day. So. But why, but, 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 but Mr. Speaker, Look, each person can come up with their own conclusion, but I, what I just want to make sure is I had transparency. Do you believe because I know in CNN, I mean, I had here where you guys actually broke where we were. This was a secret location, Fort McLaren. I don't know if you got concerned by that. I don't even know from... Uh, point of view of security, if we could ever be taken there again. But when you broke that at CNN, that was a real concern to a lot of people. I had a real concern also when I wanted to make sure transparency looked. Um, the officer's death is tragic in the, uh, anytime an officer is passed uh, in this situation. Uh, 
I want to make sure they're protected. I want to make sure the transparency is goes forward. Speaker McCarthy, Mr. Speaker, Mr. McCarthy, was this in any way part of the deal that you made no. to win the speakership no. to specifically give the content to? No, the, to answer, the answer is no. And if uh, if you follow, I'm not sure if you were there the times before. I got asked the question um, in a press. I would do in the process. I've watched on January 6th committee how it was only politically driven. Now on the January 6th committee, you couldn't have the minority side wasn't allowed to put people on. Um, and I just thought it was fair if someone asked me the question. Just transparency. So what I try to do is be able to release the information, which we'll do to everybody. I worked with the Capitol Police. I asked them for any clips on the way that they had concern with the security level. Only one of the clips did, and we were able to change that. An interesting thing the Capitol Police told us when we went through this is that January 6th never asked them about that, the security. So that's why they showed, unfortunately, President, uh, our Vice President Pence when he was uh, being escorted out. They used my office on the escort where he went out. They never asked the Capitol Police if that's showing security clearance that they shouldn't, which they didn't. They didn't ask me as well. I didn't. You know, that's interesting. So uh, they, he just said, unfortunately, they showed Pence and the caller who just called in, um, you know, kind of laid out what that Pence, uh, what, why the importance of the Pence thing was and it wasn't the fact that he was no longer a politician uh, uh, yeah, after January 6th in all rights until January 20th, but um, but he was laughing. He wasn't he wasn't under threat. He wasn't his life wasn't, you know, he he said he felt like his life was in jeopardy. And there he is jovially uh, having a conversation, walking, talking, laughing. What a fraud. And, you know, this is the kind of thing that the we have to be concerned about. You know how much we all liked Mitt Romney when he was uh, contending to be president against Barack Obama? Do you remember in 2012 how much we thought, wow, Mitt Romney, he's going to be great? We were all fooled. These people are monsters. These people are liars. These people are deceitful. Little did we know that Mitt Romney and Kofor Black were exploiting Afghanistan to the hilt, that Kofor Black was the ops guy with all the connections and making all the deals happen, and Mitt Romney was the bag, the bag man, the money guy. And the same thing uh, goes on with Lindsey Graham and John McCain being the connectors and the voters they vote for the policies or they'll deny the policies to make the black market whole because black markets can't exist if the government's going to compete with them. So you're either going to vote against the bill to get the black market to have a monopoly or you're going to vote for the bill and you're going to make somebody else rich with the government funding that you just granted and released. Either way, you win. If you're Lindsey Graham or John McCain or Mitt Romney or any one of these little scoundrels, right? I mean, they're just spending other people's money like we talked about with Milton Freeman talking about that. But we know what this game is. It's a laundering game. It's a game of corruption. It is kickback city in Washington, D.C. And that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. That's what it always has been. And that's probably what it always will be. 
unfortunately. And Kareem Jean-Pierre, because of the work that the president has done, because of what we've done specifically on fentanyl at the border, it's a historic lows, right? So she says that, but she's also asked the question about the J6 footage. So since we're on J6, we'll go ahead and play that clip first. So here's J6, uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre lying as usual because she's a government shill for a puppet president where Obama's really truly in charge. Last night, Tucker Carlson cherry-picked video surveillance from the January 6th insurrection. Again, listen to that question. Listen to the question from a stupid reporter. This reporter, listen to this question. He's a journalist, and he's saying Tucker Carlson cherry-picked. The same words that came out of Schumer's mouth. Cherry-picked the videos. Well, what do you think J6 committee did the whole time? They cherry-picked. You know, last I checked in jurisprudence, there's a prosecutor and there's a defendant. You get two sides. It's not a grand jury indictment when you have judgment day. You can indict a ham sandwich, they say, right? Well, the point is, is that, no, haven't you ever seen a uh, 2020 segment or a 48-hour segment where you hear one side of the story and you're like, oh, he did it. And then the next uh, half of the story, they show the other side. And you're like, whoa, I'm not so sure, right? It's not always just a one-sided story. There's more than one side to it. I mean, if you ask me what happened was Trump, uh, well, if you ask me, there's, this all comes from election fraud. Election fraud definitely happened. And I mean, you can't tell me that Joe Biden got 81 million votes. So that's like, you know, that's like saying, a, you know, a midget just won the poll vote. You know, and and the decathlon at the uh, next Olympics. And all the judges are his family members. You know, I mean, you know, you can't tell me. You know, if you were to watch a figure skating event and, you know, the person falls three times and still wins because the judges said so. I mean, what do you, you know? And so it's no longer an election. It's a, it's a. It's who is in control. It's like judges. Judges determine the outcome of the race. It's, it's no longer a, 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 a sport where you count points. It's rigged. So election fraud definitely happened. And people objected to it because the most popular president in the history of America that got the most votes of any president, uh, of any sitting president in a re-election bid, lost according to the rigors. And there was all kinds of anomalies and fraud. The mail-in vote, everybody can see the mail-in ballots, the ballot harvesting, the counting after the uh, election is over, the changing of results, this, the, the, the curves that spiked, the bags that are coming in through the back door, uh, the, uh, uh, board, the cardboard boxes put up in front of the windows so you can't see what's going on. And all this pay-to-play. You see these woke uh, DAs. You see these, uh, all this stuff. Everybody knows, okay, it doesn't take rocket scientists to figure this stuff out. So they got together on J6. I never agreed with the J6 event. 
I said, if you're going to make a difference on on twenty twenty on the twenty twenty election, if you're going to make a difference, hold your rallies at the state capitals of in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, Arizona, Georgia, perhaps Virginia, where and Nevada, you know, where these anomalies were happening, and 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 where you had re, uh, friendly. If not, you know, but really we found that Republicans aren't don't have the citizens' backs either. But where you have Republican legislatures and pressure them to do the right thing. You know, George Soros has money to coerce, but people can pressure. And so it was one of those things where we really, really wanted to, uh, we should have done it that way. And we should have gotten the decertification to happen before Pence. Pence just read off the tickets. He couldn't unilaterally do that. Maybe he could, maybe he couldn't, but it wouldn't have been as pretty. I think that what they should have done was gotten more people involved at a legislative level. You know, I thought that Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis and uh, his team put together a compelling case and if the judges are all rigged and fixed and in on it, then let it let it happen politically. If there's enough evidence to to withhold certification, then by God, by God, you know, do that right. Um, just do it. Do the right thing. You know, corruption occurred. Cartels in Arizona were involved. You know, there's. Um, all kinds of corruption in Fulton County, Georgia, right? I mean, we know all this stuff. So the, the legislatures should have been held accountable. They certainly should not have been reelected, like Kemp in Georgia and those types of people. So there's a lot of problems going back to that. So people held a rally and they wanted to protest and they wanted to acknowledge that rigging had ha- had happened and they were not going to acknowledge this uh, new leadership that got in through corruption. And they got in through by hook or by crook. And they had to blow all the algorithms to do it. But they did it. And they did it because the crime that they would have been busted for would have been just as bad as election fraud crime. And they knew that if they won the election, the odds of them getting busted for the crimes that they committed would be so much less because they would be in charge of the investigation. And forget about the whistleblowers or the other lower-level investigators that aren't in control. Those have all been installed by George Soros and all this money, those district attorneys across the board and all those investigative arms. Don't you think, don't think for one second that these district attorneys aren't hiring a whole posse of people that are corrupt? And will you know willing to turn a blind eye to real justice? Look at Chicago. Look at Kim Fox, her connections with Kamala Harris, and all this. And, and what what happened to Jesse Smollett and the uh, two standards of justice? Come on, it's right there for you to see, folks. And then you got this little Pied Piper, this little journalist, and he's asking Jean Pierre a question, and he's black. And she's black and she's gay. And she says that the J6 was the worst 
attack on the democracy since the Civil War. Give me a break. 9-11. I saw this meme. It was like 9-11 in Pearl Harbor, right? And then they had J6 and they had an upside down stapler. Like, are you kidding me? You're really going to compare it to the Civil War? J6. Uh, you're going to compare J6 to the Civil War, 9-11 in Pearl Harbor, right? Sure. Good luck with that. That's what they want you to believe. And this hyperbole is so over the top that even if you were to dumb it down by like 20%, you're still way higher than it is. There wasn't one gun to be held. There wasn't anything uh, uh, that was super violent except for the Antifa that broke the windows and, and infiltrated the party. And this was a Nancy Pelosi operation. To a certain extent, her operatives were in on this, just like they were with the Russian hoax, just like they were with the Ukrainian uh, call impeachment. These are all hoaxes, folks. These are all fake hoaxes. And history has proven that they are. So where's the correction? Where's the justice? Where's the, where's the heads rolling? Why aren't people getting fired? What what is going on here in America? The corruption is so much that the money is so great, the power is, is so uh, magnetic that they'll they'll kill to keep in power. Look at the Clinton uh, death toll. Not too long ago, there was a guy that was connected with um, knowledge of Epstein and wound up with like you know he was called it was called a suicide but he was tied to a tree and shot in the back of the head or something like twice with a shotgun i mean it didn't make any sense and yet they deem it a, a, a suicide just like epstein you know didn't kill himself and we're supposed to believe all this stuff and people like bill barr that are supposed to be republican are there any republicans anywhere and there are there are conservatives I believe Lindsey Graham is a conservative, but he's a corrupt one, and he's willing to actually go to bed with Joe Biden, naked if necessary, and uh, roll around for the money. They're just that piggish. They're that they're that disgusting, really. I mean, is there anything you won't do for money? Do they have any standards whatsoever? And how are these scumbags getting elected? Through election rigging. That's how it's getting done. All right? So let's take a listen to this so-called report journalist asking a question. He's mad. He's downright angry that Tucker Carlson cherry-picked the videos. Last night, Tucker Carlson cherry-picked video surveillance from the January 6th insurrection, severely downplaying the events of that day. Uh, he said the mob was orderly and meek and that they were tourists instead of insurrectionists. What's your response to Carlson and to Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who granted him access to that video? Um, anybody who watched that video would strongly disagree. Anybody who watched that video uh, in a with their own eyes in a real way and saw what happened on that day would would disagree with what was just stated. 
Um, the president has been very clear. January 6th was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War, and we should be focused on making sure that never happens again. And so we are certainly, uh, we agree. I know um, uh, Minority Leader and, uh, uh, and uh, Senator Schumer have already said this and would hope that keeping the Capitol and Congress safe and secure remains uh, congressional leaders' number one goal, and that should be our focus, and that should be what should be considered here. Um, and uh, again, it was one of the darkest days of our democracy, and all you have to do is watch those videos and see how horrific it was, see how sad it was, see an attack on the Capitol, which should not be happening in 2020. And uh, we got to get down to the bottom of what happened. Again, it was an attack on our... That's what we're trying to do. Release all the video, dummy. Um, that's what we say to that. And the thing is, is that uh, uh, we all know what a liar Corrine Jean-Pierre is. This looking that, listen to this. Everybody gives this for Pinocchio. So cartels kill Americans on this side of the border with drugs. And now they're killing Americans on the other side of the border with guns. Why is President Biden so comfortable with cartels operating so close to the U.S.? Well, let's be very clear. Let me take on the drug part here, because since you brought this up, um, because of the work that this president has done, because of what we've done specifically on fentanyl at the border, it's at historic lows, historic levels, uh, that we have been able to uh, record a number of personnel working to secure the border because of what we've been able to do. Seizing that fentanyl, uh, we've done it in a historic way. That's because of what this president has done. I just talked about 23,000 federal agents that have been able to be, uh, uh, that we've been able to hire and put at the border to secure the border. On top of that, historic Sanctions going after traffickers and other financiers are helping disrupt fentanyl supply chains throughout their flow to the U.S. And we're, we're really expanded access to treatments like uh, that are saving lives, if you think about it, which prevent overdoses expanding as uh blah, 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 right? So uh, we got John from Chicagoland calling in. Uh, John, welcome. Hey, Scott, how are you? Pretty good. So my understanding, well, you, go ahead. But I, I, my understanding is that uh, Pearl Harbor Day uh, and the sinking of the Lusitania and any other number of of days was a brighter day than January sixth. I mean, that's how I would interpret. I believe that was Corinne Jean Pierre, the resident White House genius, yeah, uh, who said that the the uh, January sixth was the darkest day since the Civil War. So yet you look at all these other things, the greatest attack on the democracy. Look at all these other things that were happening. Look at what happened in the 1970s when bombings by leftist radicals were quite common. Look at the uh, look at some of the bombings that were done in the late 60s and 70s by the Weather Underground, the uh, I think it was the Puerto Rican uh, FALN, the Puerto Rican Independence Group. There's a lot of bombings that were going on routinely, but that wasn't. In fact, there have been bombings at the Capitol. But those weren't the darkest day. This was. Yeah, you know, I gotta tell you, I've watched footage of that video, as have everybody, you know, most Americans, and it's like the final scene in Animal House, and that's about it. And actually, in Animal House, there was actually more property damage uh, done by the by the uh, participants than on January sixth. So, I think the final scene of Animal House is there is, is an accurate comparison. Oh, absolutely. And maybe an unfair comparison to January sixth. So to say these things is ridiculous. And yeah. you know, on that day, Lindsey Graham, by the way, was apparently encouraging Capitol Police, suggesting they shoot protesters. 
Lindsey Graham, our old friend Lindsey Graham, the guy who the Republican Party basically called off the South Carolina primary for in 2020, supposedly to protect Trump. Of course, that wasn't it. It was to protect Lindsey Graham. Right. So there's another, you know, another one of your, one of your, you know, well, he's on the, the, the normal, he's on the, uh, the, the list of notables who betray the, the party. So it's, I don't know anybody who looks at that video. I really haven't talked to anyone who's been so outraged by it. But this shows the disconnect between we the people and the elites in Washington, where it's an article of faith to say that this is a horrific act. And, you know, the last thing about that is these, and, and you've made the point, uh, thoroughly, but just that these reporters would be outraged that the footage was released. The whole point of the sunshine of releasing information is it's because it provides a light sunshine on the uh, activities of our government. Why shouldn't we know this? Obviously, yeah. we should, and they come up with some trumped up reason about capital security. Oh yeah, right. So it is what it is. So that's 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 all my my, my comment on that. No, and you you know Tucker made a great uh, comment, and we're going to play a little bit of Tucker uh, in this show. But Tucker made a great comment about that, and he says, if anything, the good that comes out of this video is that the unit party has been exposed, and we now know. You know, the battle lines have been drawn, and we now know who's on whose side. And I think it, I think it, they've clearly showed their hand. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's increased what is already a considerable amount of cynicism in the country. Uh, it makes me more cynical. And I've actually decreased my willingness to give to even to the Republican Party. I never gave – I haven't given to the money to the Republican national parties, you know, the RNCC – that sort of thing in a long you know, time or the RNC or the RNCC in a long time, you know, since I wised up and even some of the party, I'll give to certain candidates, but it's been so discouraging seeing this. Uh, and it's, I become much more cynical as a result of it because you see this. I mean, I didn't know about Pence was walking around smiling. Is, is that shown on the video? Yeah, apparently uh, the caller told me that I, I want to see that video. Um, but yeah, I, I because also McCarthy referenced the Pence video. But yeah, if he's sitting there talking, having a conversation and, you know, maybe chuckling. Um, yeah, he, he certainly uh, there's a difference between that and his life being, you know, held in the balance. Right. He's you not know, fighting for his life. Like, well, Mike Pence, Mike Pompeo. Uh, this Nikki Haley, all these people are pretenders, and they are so clueless. To think that they're actually viable candidates for the presidency, Mike Pence is a chump. And I, I can give you a couple examples of that. I won't, you know, take too long. But you know, when, the way he he gave in to Salesforce when they threatened to withdraw uh, jobs out of Indianapolis when there was a a, a rule, a law in Indiana uh, about homosexual rights that limited them in a way the homosexual movement didn't like. Salesforce starting to move jobs out of Indiana. It wasn't that much. Pence gave in. He caved. Pence is a weak character when it comes right down to it. I mean, you remember how he went to Hamilton, which was just a setup yeah. in the beginning. He went to Hamilton yeah. right before the uh, inauguration. And, of course, they embarrassed him. And he's sitting there like a dummy. I mean, this guy, right. I got to tell you, he, he will be... He will be uh, a tomato can for Trump and anybody else to knock over if they need to. In the, uh, uh, you know, but this, this, the, uh, this, gets, this gets to the other point, though. Why did Trump hire these jerks? 
you know, why? I mean, why did Dan Coates, Lisa, uh, Gina Haspel, um, you know, Bo Barr, uh, you know, all these, all these uh, rhinos and Bush, Bushians and, and I just don't understand it. I mean, maybe he was trying to uh, win over the uh, establishment Republicans uh, to his side, and he's constantly kind of done that with Ronald McDaniel. But they're never coming over because they're so they they choose corruption over America every single time. And I don't think Trump's dumb enough to to believe altruistically that they're going to see the light and do the right thing when when so much corruption and profit from the corruption is staring them right in the face. I think he did initially. I think he wised up pretty quick, and he's yeah. wised up now. I think initially I think he did, Scott. I think he thought, well, and you know, Pence did have some good qualities, and he was a good debater. He was, he was solid in the campaign. I'll, I'll give him that. So he was the straight man. You know, he was the straight man. Yeah. To the wild man. Oh, I agree. I agree. There and a, there was a there was a role for him. I agree because you know they don't want to come off like um, you know Ross Perot and uh, and uh, Stockdale. Um, yeah. Stockwell. Yeah. Remember? Stockdale. Yeah. yeah. And I think if he gra- grabbed another guy character like Trump, then they would have been relegated to something like that. And I think they were trying to avoid that impression. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, hopefully he'll learn next time or DeSantis. I'm, DeSantis will learn. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Trump's learned as well. Well, check this clip out. I'm going to play this clip for the folks. Right. I, I wanted to play it, but uh, the news cycle really dominated. Uh, I never played this, but the, this was really kind of like something that came from CPAC. And he didn't, uh, DeSantis didn't speak at CPAC, but if you were to give, when he, this is a parody speech from DeSantis. So he never gave this speech. This is a parody, but it's funny and it's somewhat truthful. People want to know, why did I sign red flag gun confiscations into law? Why did I sign state forced vaccinations into law? Why did I claim victory over Disney when they're still woke, still self-governing and tax exempt? Why did I take huge donations from globalist elites like Citadel? Why did I hire a foreign agent with ties to George Soros to run my gaslight campaign? Why did I stab the greatest president we ever had, a man to whom I owe my career in the back? Well, the answer is easy, folks. That's where the money is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, can you critique that? I mean, is there anything in there that's not correct? No. No, there's not. So, all right. Well, well thanks for I, calling I, in. Uh, with that, I thanks, man. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> wow. All right. Let's see if we can get some. Oh, well, I have so many things that I want to play, and I'm running out of time. Um, here, I said now would be an excellent time for real Donald Trump to stand up with his first tweet back against the Uniparty establishment elite who are denouncing Tucker Carlson. J6 reporting, doubling down on their lies and calling for censorship. It's uh, sad. Um, this says, this is Kristen Peck. Okay, so I'm just going to rattle off some news, newsworthy things because I don't have time for the clips, unfortunately. And I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. I have some audio clips I want to share, but uh, we're running out of time. So... Uh, and that's what happens when the calls come in. It throws the... the uh, um, 
you know, the time management of the show a little bit off, but I love calls too, so don't get me wrong. Uh, this is a uh, this is Kristen Peck. She she used to work at Pfizer, is now CEO of Zoetis, a Pfizer spinoff and the largest animal vax manufacturer in the world. Okay, she used to work at Pfizer. Now she's working for the largest animal vax manufacturer in the world. She sits on the BlackRock board and is a lobbyist lo- and is lobbying the Biden regime to vaccinate every U.S. chicken against bird flu. Say her name, Kristen Peck. Think about that. The head of the, um, okay, so here we got fascism. This is a guy, Scott Gottlieb, actually an FDA director under Trump, is now Pfizer board of direct on the Pfizer board of directors. Fascism should should more appropriately be called corporatism because it is a merger. It is a merger of a of state and corporate power. Um. So step by step, the people of the UK are being prepared for war. Britain should engage directly, it says this Toby, to, Tobias Elwood. Britain should engage directly in war against Russia. We are at war in Europe. We need to move to martial law. So he's calling for an all-out war between Great Britain and Russia. Why? Greg Price writes, The J6 committee lied about how Brian Sicknick died, lied about Barry Loudermilk taking rioters on a reconnaissance mission, Lied about Josh Hawley running away. Lied about Ray Epps being a credible witness. What else did they lie about? The J6 committee even had a footage showing that what they were saying was a lie, yet they continued to lie to you. All right? And um, Elon Musk writes, Besides misleading the public, they withheld evidence for partisan political reasons that sent people to prison for far more serious crimes than they committed. That is deeply wrong legally and morally. And VARS, VARS, you know, for vaccine um, reporting, shows a 4,070% increase in miscarriages and stillbirths since mRNA rollout. That's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty disgusting right there. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And we are going to get to the clips we missed today and tomorrow. And uh, with that, uh, I want to encourage everybody to go to magapack.org, make a donation if you can uh, to support America First pri- Priorities, and use Red State over at mypillar.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Just to bury my kids right up to there.